0: The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. you listening to The Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Join the discussion at PIN.TV slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. How is everyone doing today? I hope you're well. You know, when I ask, how is everyone doing today? Sometimes I am just hoping that someone would yell out, I'm doing great. But then I realize I'm just sitting here talking into a camera all by myself in my studio down here in the basement All right, folks, we are in the middle of dissecting and dismantling this speech from 2018 by none other than Dr. James Giordano at the Modern War Institute at West Point Military Academy. And we've learned a lot of stuff from James Giordano. And you know what, folks, it made me start going and digging a little bit. Okay, I started looking up some additional information because as you know, we've been talking about the transcranial electronic stimulation helmets and the transcranial intercranial devices that get planted inside your head and so sometimes you start to go wait a second what is all this stuff what are we talking about here and essentially what we're looking at is you have an implantable device and just think of it in simple terms like elon musk like brain chip and if you listen to all of those episodes i don't know what there were maybe six where we analyzed the Neuralink company in depth, showed you who's behind it, shows you how it works, shows the different trials they've done on animals. And so basically, they drill a hole in the back of your skull and then cut the lining that encases your brain and pull that open, and then they implant a thousand wires down into your brain with 1024 electrodes on each one. And then they seal up that hole with a Wi-Fi. I'm sorry, a Bluetooth enabled chip about the size of a quarter. And it's like having a Fitbit or an iWatch stuck into the back of your head. And the idea behind that is that will connect you up to the cloud. And, um, you know, they claim it fixes everything from paralysis to dementia and everything in between. But then there's superhuman powers you're going to get out of that, which are being connected to the cloud and access to this AI hive mind made up from all of the other information that they suck from all the other people who have these brain chips inside of their head. And then you'll have access to sort of this hive mind, this super intelligence, um, you know, all the way down to simple terms, of basically connecting the Internet into your head and basically having your smartphone embedded into your skull. And so you can listen to a lot of these transhumanist technocrats talk about this stuff from everyone from Ray Kurzweil to Elon Musk to Peter Thiel to all of these military doctors so you have the implantable device and then you have what giordano what dr charles morgan iii has talked about this transcranial electronic stimulation helmet which is a non-invasive helmet that you put on almost like a virtual reality augmented reality helmet And that will be able to read and write to the brain as well, but not hitting as directly, as precisely as the brain chip with the thousand wires will do. So this is the kind of technology we're into talking about right now. So what I decided to do, folks, was a little bit of digging on this. Because what I fear is coming is possibly the next version of Facebook's Oculus VR or Apple's AR VR headsets that we started reviewing the other day, having some sort of consumer grade you know, stimulation device connected to it? Can they access that through the Apple, the 12 cameras in there, the face sensor, skin sensors, the thimbles that you wear on your fingers? I mean, are they merging what is this military technology with what will be the consumer-grade technology? And will there be this bridge technology between, let's say, the Neuralink brain chip and the Oculus VR headset that we see now? and uh, so that's what I started digging into, folks, and I'm going to show you a little bit of this. It's not ready for you know, prime time. I haven't really started digging into every company involved with it, the backers, the investors, but since we know the concepts, since we know sort of the The methodology behind it comes from the military, comes from DARPA, going all the way back to at least the 1970s when DARPA was working on neuroscience or brain science, working on all of this neurotechnology. We know this stuff grows out of the government and then eventually finds its way into the private sector or through uh, academia, Uh, all pushed by the government, funded by the government, backed by the government. The state, as we call it here, the state. And so I'm going to show you a little bit about what I found before we go back into Giordano because I think it's important that we back up and sort of look at the science. Let's see what we're talking about. Is this stuff really being built or is Giordano just a standalone quack and he's sitting there talking to the cadets and the faculty at West Point Military Academy and he's just a total you know, pothead freak show? No, no, this stuff is being built. Uh, It's being discussed in the trades. There's clinical trials going on. So I will show you that momentarily, ladies and gentlemen. First, let me just thank everyone. The Apple podcast ratings are going up. Uh, um, I think we had about 10 people in the last few days leave a five-star rating. So please continue to do that. It helps us a lot. Uh, Leave a comment if you can. I enjoy those. It really helps people who are interested in the show see what people like you are saying about it, folks. Um, So thank you to everyone who's done that. Thank you to everyone who's joined TV slash gold. I will have uh, new numbers in the coming days from Mike Moore. I hope you're having a good time over there. We are going to have a discussion with uh, Mike next week about some of the other things that I am wargaming now, mapping out, bulleting that I want to do over at Pain.tv. I just need access to the back end of the platform so I can start uploading more content over there for you guys. All right. So that's that. Thank you all very much. Thank you for continuing to send intelligence to us. If you want to reach out to us on any of the social media platforms, the descriptions are in the link. And then for those of you who wanted to be able to uh, leave a donation, there's a couple different tiers, uh, what we're doing over on that end, and I'm going to try to finish that up over the weekend and get that out. To everyone, uh, the baby could be coming any day now, so we are excited about that. My wife will be very happy to uh, to get that child out of her belly. It is getting quite big. She stayed quite trim through this whole process, folks, going to the YMCA every day, working out, eating healthy, farm fresh foods, and so she's trimmed, so her belly looks like a, a big bowling ball right now. It's actually quite beautiful, so that should be coming any day when it does we will give you updates on that folks all right let me jump into this stuff right now i don't want to you know screw around too much today because i do want to try to pack a lot of information into this episode here so i am over at uh it's blog of the apa apa okay adam peter adam And uh, so this website, folks, is quite interesting. I started Googling around and I was looking for information on neuroscience and transhumanism since uh, James Giordano's. Lecture focuses on neuroscience. As he said, it would be called brain science. And back in 2018, when he gave the speech, he said it had been around for about 40 years. So you'd be talking going back to about 1978. So I start doing a little bit of research on Giordano and I want to start to see the ties of neuroscience, which we know it does tie into transhumanism. Because at the end of the day, their goals are not about repairing the brain. It's about merging man with machine. They're all pretty much honest about that, whether it's coming from government, military, academia, private sector. And they have everyone out there talking about it. So I find this article on this blog.apaonline.org. And this is by Nayef Al-Rodin, February 19, 2019, and it's Neurophilosophy and Transhumanism. And I'm not going to go through all of this right now because I do have several episodes planned in the coming weeks to talk about technocracy and transhumanism and the merger of the two into what I call technocratic transhumanism. But uh, it says right here, the history of humanity is a history of self-improvement, and part of that history is pursuing neurochemical gratification. Except for rare cases of mental illnesses, where gratification-seeking behavior is absent, most people, most of the time, seek gratification. Because gratification seeking is the norm, medical research has found ways to support those patients whose neuronal and neurochemical circuitry for gratification seeking behavior is affected. In recent decades, however, and especially in the 21st century, pharmacology genetic interventions, and biomedical technology have advanced solutions for enhancing neurochemical gratification far beyond therapeutic needs discussions of human enhancement have become more and more popular recently as the reality of human enhancement is being seriously taken into account in the future of work ethics the military and warfare again so now they're talking about human enhancement and this is transhumanism All right, the merger of man and machine. So it's essentially what they're talking about, and this human gratification can go far beyond therapeutics now, that they have the ability to enhance humans, okay? Let's continue. Human enhancement is different from medical therapeutic interventions in fundamental ways. It refers to, quote, the use of innovative technologies to augment or enhance human functions and abilities beyond the replacement of dysfunctional cellular groups and organs, end quote. All right, that's very important, folks, and that falls right into line with what we've heard Dr. Peter Emanuel explain in the Military.com Left to Boom podcast that we reviewed, where he said there is a difference between an enhancement and augmentation. An augmentation. Enhancement is repairing a function that was lost where augmentation is giving someone a greater version of that uh, function. Okay, so you lose your leg in war. They give you a biomechanical leg that does uh, what your leg that you lost used to do. That's an enhancement. Augmentation would be they give you a leg that can kick through a steel plate, okay? Something that a regular leg cannot do. Let's read that one more time because it's highly important. Human enhancement is different from medical therapeutic interventions in fundamental ways. It refers, and they're saying human enhancement refers to, uh, whereas Peter Emanuel said enhancement is just replacing giving you back what you lost augmentation would be to give you something greater but they're saying i've seen it used throughout different articles different ways see it's one of the reasons why we have to break a lot of this stuff down is because the terminology all right this lexicon that they've developed is not standard across the board, folks. It's not. So it can get quite confusing because different of these experts use different terms for the same thing, or they'll say one thing means X and someone else will say, no, that means Y. So they're talking about human enhancement refers to, quote, the use of innovative technologies to augment or enhance human functions and abilities beyond the replacement of dysfunctional cellular groups and organs. So they're saying that enhancement or augmentation is the same thing, but essentially what they're saying is transhumanism, all right? Merge your man and machine to make humans greater. It goes on to say human enhancement, therefore, does not aim to repair, heal, or fix damage or lost functions, but to enhance cognitive or physical abilities of healthy individuals. Okay, so that's saying, Human enhancement does not aim to repair, heal, or fix damaged or lost functions, but to enhance cognitive or physical abilities of healthy individuals. So, what they're saying here is that human enhancement is not about repairing. As Peter Emanuel said, it's about repairing. But they're saying it's not about repairing. This is about enhancing, making greater cognitive or physical abilities of healthy individuals. So instead of me having lost my leg, I come in there with two normal legs, and they give me a leg that can kick through a steel plate. So all I want to do with this is make sure as we move on, as we move forward through these Different lectures, different speeches, different white papers that we are clear about what we are talking about. I'm going to start to build my own index of terms so that I can keep reminding you. And then this way, when you're doing research or you're listening to other podcasts or watching documentaries, you will know okay, this is what they're referring to, this is what they're not referring to. And sometimes you'll understand Peter Emanuel may use the term enhancement uh, differently than this gentleman in this article here al Roden. okay ladies and gentlemen when i get back we'll finish this up i need to show you this it's very important i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash Gold. Folks, if you haven't signed up over there yet, for a few dollars a month, just a few bucks a month, folks, you can get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast, Dustin Gold Standard, as well as the Thomas Payne podcast featuring Mike Moore and co-host Maria Albanese on Fridays, folks. Plus, access to a like-minded group of individuals who are sharing intelligence on a Facebook-like app and website. It's fantastic, folks. Fantastic place to meet people. In fact... I have someone uh, from the pain.tv slash gold community uh, who I also speak to on Twitter, and I think they're going to come on for an interview. In the coming days, I'm setting that up, folks. As you know, I'm trying to work in more interviews over here at the Dustin Gold Standard. Broaden my horizons, folks. Expand my knowledge. And this person has been going back and re-watching all of the movies having to do with artificial intelligence and dystopian themes. And they're saying, Dustin... Everything that you're explaining over there, all the technology that you're uncovering, all the research that you're doing has all been laid out in all of these sci-fi movies over the last 50 years. And I said, damn right. Damn right. So I said, why don't you come on for a discussion? And uh, give me a list of all these movies, and I'll pull clips, and we'll talk about that. That'll be a fun episode. I just couldn't do it myself, because I don't want to sit there and talk about movies by myself. But I think that'll be fun. And this person came from the pain.tv slash gold community, as did Dana, who we talked to recently. Good friend of mine, Dan Golvach, is a member. So uh, we're going to start bringing more people on from within the community. All right, let me just get a sip of tea. My cold is almost gone, by the way almost gone folks all right this article goes on to say excuse me and you'll see why this is important this says psycho stimulants such as adderall which we talked about, and the FDA now is concocting an Adderall shortage, and they were going to replace Adderall with ketamine, psychedelic ketamine. But it says, uh, such as Adderall, commonly prescribed for treating disorders, such as attention deficit hyperactivity, ADHD, and narcolepsy, are increasingly spread on university campuses and in the workplace in order to augment focus organizational and learning skills. Other non-pharmacological methods for cognitive enhancement include brain stimulation techniques with electricity. One example is transcranial magnetic stimulation, okay? Now you're going to see why we're going to get into this because I started to look into transcranial electronic stimulation helmets and all this other stuff that we've been hearing come out of Charles Morgan, Elon Musk, and James Giordano, and I'm starting to figure out if this stuff ties into VR and AR headsets. As I mentioned yesterday, I started to think, hey... That would be a great way to introduce this stuff to the masses. We already see that they are combining virtual reality and augmented reality with psychedelics uh, right in the Veterans Administration hospitals. Okay, it goes on here. One example is transcranial magnetic stimulation in which a magnetic coil is placed above a part of the skull and delivers magnetic pulses to the brain area beneath the skull. And is considered to be a generally inexpensive method for enhancing cognition and learning in adults. Maybe I should do a live uh, a live show where I hook myself up to this thing. Goes on to say, scientists do warn, however, of undesired health effects and urge caution, especially in young users whose brain is still in development. Such warnings may come already too late considering that enhancement kits that promise fast learning, pain relief, increased productivity, and less stress are already available for low prices on the Internet. And Don't worry, folks. I'm going to show you that. I mean, I look at it this way. If I'm someone who's starting to look at this stuff for the first time, maybe I came across it a few years back, but for the first time, I would imagine many of you, not all of you, but many of you, probably the vast majority, have not seen this stuff yet, folks. I mean, I introduced uh, deep fake videos, digital twin, mind twin, stuff like that to you, and there was many, many, many people emailing me who had not heard of this before, and I assumed, man, am I giving people boring information? Is this intelligence they've already gotten? And so, I'm going to go forward with this. I assume this is something that you probably have not heard of. It goes on to say they are advertised for clinical purposes, but also for enhancement and leisure purposes. Since 2013, when the first consumer transcranial direct current stimulation, that's called TDCS, and again, we're going to start building an index of this stuff, folks. So, TDCS, and then earlier we talked about enhancement uh, versus augmentation, augmentation, and all this being part of the transhumanist lexicon, folks. So, this consumer transcranial direct current stimulation, TDCS device, appeared on the market. So, back in 2013, it says this appeared. A dozen other companies have started selling similar products with prices going as low as $40 for some of the basic kits that contain wires, electrodes, and headbands, which the consumer can then assemble at home. Despite the fact that uncertainty about both efficiency and health implications continue to loom, the market and the interest in human enhancement are probably growing. Moreover. If the development we have seen over the past decades in other technologies is an indication, neurotechnologies and implantable devices for neurostimulation and for physical enhancement are poised to become exponentially more efficient and potent. This comes with a host of ethical and philosophical dilemmas. Okay, now the ethical stuff is never a question. All right, you and I feel that this stuff is unethical, immoral, probably anti-human. But I don't think the people that are developing it really care about the ethics at the end of the day. They just need to convince enough people so that they can start selling these things on Amazon and in the stores. But I want to continue with this because, again, let me just bring you back up to the top and remind you, we're talking about neurophilosophy and transhumanism. All right, so this is this neuroscience and, and transhumanism and how they fit together. And I think it's important to bring this into context because we're listening to a military doctor, James Giordano, talking about neuroscience and brain science and mind tapping, <coughs> excuse me, and drugging people and transcranial devices so it's important that we really understand this stuff before we go deeper into James Giordano because he talks so fast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is James Giordano right here with the neurophilosophy, neurophilosophy. And so imagine him, and like he gets up there in front of this audience, he goes, when the first consumer transcranial direct stimulation helmet TCDS device appeared on the market, a dozen of other companies have started selling similar products with prices going as low as $40 for some of the basic kits. All right, so sometimes we have to stop we have to break this stuff down this goes on to say i wish to briefly highlight some of the ethical concerns related to human enhancement and especially dwell on this issue from the standpoint of neuro philosophy two major objections to enhancement technologies are related to fairness and authenticity all right so this is from within the industry right interventions To augment human cognitive and physical abilities are often regarded as deviances from what is natural and customary norms, with the notable exception of sports and military use, where ethics is concerned with somewhat different questions, achievements obtained through enhancements are considered unearned and unworthy of praise. Moreover, they can even further deepen the gap between haves and have-nots, considering that the most expensive and radical forms of enhancement can be first accessed by wealthier groups of society and this isn't the first time we've seen this discussion all right the military has this discussion elon musk has had this discussion so basically the ethical discussion has been war gamed uh probably people like Yuval Noah Harari the king philosopher of the fourth industrial revolution in the world economic forum come together at a table they do this stuff in world economic forum conferences too right out in the open and they talk about ethics and then they basically define the ethical case and then they send out the uh, facts they send out the memo they send out the bullet points in an email to all the people in the various industries and so you will see the discussion on ethics being the same throughout the military, academia, private sector, and the government. It's all concocted. But let's continue here because this is important. It says, this is a valid concern, although it deserves further reflection in many instances. A purportedly uh, merit um, meritocracy, A meritocratic system will be certainly comprised by enhancements however the full picture of implications deserves a more nuanced discussion as pointed by others in this debate if we consider that earning something implies hard work and sacrifice it could well be claimed that perhaps the person purchasing enhancements also worked hard to afford the enhancement Additionally, would the theme of unfairness still hold if the enhancement, if the enhanced individual achieved an act of great social benefit, such as selflessly defending others against crimes? Would unfairness also hold if a student from a precious a precarious background who had to have several employments to fund their studies, took enhancement drugs in order to learn faster and make up, for the time they could not use for study but for work that benefited others if we recognize the problems of social immobility and marginalization is it still unethical to regard the use of enhancements as a form of dishonesty in applied context the ethical dimensions of enhancement can become less clear-cut all right you see how this is working how this is shaping up folks So they're going to make the discussion involved with ethics about all these different hypothetical situations. So if I go and I get enhanced to become a cyborg soldier, and then I fight in the military or I'm a RoboCop police officer, then I used my enhancement for the good of society. And therefore, it's okay. Or they're going to get into the fact that if I worked really hard shoveling pig crap at a farm and saved all my pennies for 10 years so that I can get the enhancement, I really did earn it. Or if I am going to study really hard, I mean, all of these different hypothetical situations that they're going to frame up, folks. How about the fact that we are not going to move towards engineering humanity out of existence? See, no one's going to make that argument. They're all going to try to play semantics. They're all going to try to create all these hypothetical situations. What if this? What if that? Where people should push back and say, no, we don't want to engineer humanity out of existence. And in order to fight something like this, if I were giving a speech in front of a specific group, I don't even know what that is. I've been thinking about it. Who else wants to learn about this? Who would we talk to? Because all we end up being is against something. I'm against transhumanism. Well, how would we sell this case to other people? How would we make this case and sell it to other people? How would we present this in a way that we're not just against something, but we're against something that is affecting everyone, which would be, as I've said, the engineering of humanity out of existence? Because the truth is, and I think you understand this, I think I've made it clear, is that if you allow these scientists, these doctors, these engineers to continue to tweak the human They will eventually come to the conclusion, it's a logical conclusion, that humans are just inefficient and therefore we will make something better. Right now they are focused on hacking and pirating and hijacking the human, but they are also working on engineering it out of existence. That is what is happening, folks. You can take a bicycle and perfect it to the point that it becomes an electric car, but eventually you're going to engineer the bicycle out of existence. And that is where I see this stuff going. When we come back, let me show you what is already on the market and where this is moving. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv.